Hello and welcome to another episode of the Prop Swap Podcast. We are your hosts, Ian Epstein. And Luke Pergandy. And we are also the founders of PropSwap, the first marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We've got another great episode for you. Luke and I will be going over our favorite stake or swap picks. But first, we interview college football writer for Sports Illustrated, Ross Dellinger. Uh, we've been friends with Ross for a couple of years, and he does a fantastic job covering the world of of college sports, specifically college football, which uh, is an ever evolving landscape. and uh, And that's what we get into uh, this week. Uh, Ross was traveling uh, through Mississippi when we talked to him. Uh, he had just covered the Ole Miss Kentucky game, uh, so we apologize in advance uh, for some audio issues. Um, but uh, we hope you enjoy the interview. So let's get into it. All right, we are here with Ross Dellinger, college football writer for Sports Illustrated. Ross, thanks for joining us today on the Prop Swap Podcast. Yeah, no problem at all. Good to be on. Um, so uh, you're, you're currently in, in Mississippi. Uh, you had just covered the Ole Miss-Kentucky game. How, how was that experience yesterday? Oh, it was great. You know, it was a great atmosphere. Uh, you know, earlier in the week, Lane Kiffin had kind of chided the Ole Miss fans about attendance and uh they really they showed up they answered uh they answered the criticism by by packing it in at Vaught Hemingway Stadium despite the 11 a.m kickoff and it was loud and uh uh the uh the Grove in the Oxford Square was quite quite buzzing so uh and the weather was unbelievable it was like uh 75 80 degrees completely clear and sunny so it was a great uh kind of like early fall crisp day um in an exciting game uh really exciting game almost pulled it out in the end mostly because of its defense so uh the, the rebels are uh remain undefeated first five and start since 2014 that's right. Uh, so Ole Miss is one of the few remaining undefeated teams. What, what's what's the feeling there in terms of uh, how, how they like their chances in the in the SEC? Yeah, they're well. I mean, you know, we've seen really over the last two or three weeks that the elite of the SEC, the Alabamas and the Georgias, maybe aren't as elite. I mean, obviously Alabama, you know, had a real struggle at Texas, barely won. Uh, lost their quarterback for a while at Arkansas and Arkansas, you know, scored 23 straight points, which is kind of a rarity against a Nick Saban team. So, uh, and then Georgia, you know, hung on uh, or had a storm back to beat Missouri and then did look great a week before against Kent state. So all of a sudden, like it just, you know, an A&M's falling apart, um, obviously Auburn too. So all of a sudden it just kind of looks like, uh, it's a little more wide open maybe than, than at first thought. And uh, Ole Miss has, you know, a team of transfers. They're, you know, Lane Kiffin, the portal king. He's put together uh, quite a bit of transfers that are pretty solid, and, and they needed them all yesterday against Kentucky. And there's a lot of hope that, um, you know, you pair Lane Kiffin's play calling and offensive skills with a defense that, has proven over the first five weeks to be one of the best in the nation. And there's a lot of hope here that they can make some noise and not just like a 10 and two thing like last year, but, but maybe even better. 
So speaking of, of the SEC, um, there will be a couple new entrants uh, coming up in a couple of years, Texas and, and Oklahoma. Um, that sent shockwaves uh, through through the college football landscape but when, when that was announced. Um, if you could just try, try and walk us through how that happened, how, how two, two of these mainstays in the, in, in the Big 12 were able to be poached by, by the SEC. Well, I think it starts with Texas. Um, I think Texas was probably looking for a promotion of sorts. Uh, I think there was a lot of, uh, you know, we're in a situation in college sports, um, in college football specifically, where attendance is declining. We, you know, I think I've, I've read that this year actually it's up from years past, but for the past six to eight to 10 years, it has been slowly and steadily declining. You, you see teams all over the country that are renovating their stadiums and decreasing the white Texas for other options. I think the attendance, I think the interest, you know, wasn't necessarily there. Uh, somebody from Texas made the comment to me before of, you know, we're, we're tired of playing KU and Kansas State and Iowa State, you know, these teams, and we want to play the the Ole Misses and the LSUs and the Alabamas and the Auburns and all that stuff. And, and you know, that way you get more people to game and there's more games, there's more interest, there's maybe more giving. So you hurt yourself maybe from a competitive standpoint, but, um, you know, you – help yourself in revenue. And that's what it's all about these days. So it's all about the money and it's about the cut in the media rights, obviously is much bigger in the sec and would have been much bigger at Texas going to the big 10. It would have been much, much bigger at Texas done what a lot of people actually thought they would do and go to the ACC actually was in the mix. So they were looking to leave and they just took kind of uh, their sister school in a way, I guess you could say in Oklahoma, along with it. So it's all about money these days. It's all about getting fans and seats. And I think that was a real crux. I don't know that the SEC, you know, was really mining to expand in some way, exploring expansion. I don't think that was happening. I think Texas knocked on the SEC's door. And if they had not opened it, Texas would have gone to the next house. That's interesting. I didn't realize that college football attendance is declining. Do you have any inclination on whether that's the student body or is that more so, you know, alumni and local residents that just aren't going back to the stadiums on Saturday afternoons? Uh, yeah, it's probably some of both. I, I would guess it's more so the non-students. I, I think students probably still, still go to games. Um, you know, we've all been spoiled. Um, HD TV, plasma TV, the big screens, um, you know, the availability, um, mobile, you know, getting games on mobile and iPad and it, it's just changed. I think, uh, and a lot of people don't want to put up with traffic and high prices for concessions and bathroom lines and, all that stuff, and they can just sit at home yep, and yep. watch on the big screen. I think that's the root of the issue. 
um, yeah, that, no, that's that's interesting because I think that everyone's talked about that in the NFL, but uh, I think that's that's kind of news, or you know that that most people don't realize that 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 those same issues that plague the NFL are, are also plaguing uh, college football. Um, so, about a month after it was announced that that Texas and Oklahoma were joining.